Welcome to the Unlearning Patterns Podcast, a space to share the journey of growth with open conversations and vulnerability. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Tony. Welcome back to another episode of the Unlearning Patterns podcast. Today we have a special guest. She is my friend Miley and we reconnected last year and it's been such a blessing. She is honest, thoughtful, and so supportive. I never feel like I have to defend myself or be perfect around her. Miley just creates a safe space Um, for me to express my hard and ugly feelings and I can't wait for us to get ugly with her on the podcast today. So Miley, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Oh my god, that intro. Thank you. Was it good? Oh my god, that was so (laughs) sweet. That was the nicest thing ever. Thank you. Um, I'm Miley Yang. Um, Don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, I'm just getting by with what I can, learning more about myself. I don't know. I'm like really nervous now. <laughs> I don't know. What, what should I say? <laughs> um, yeah, whatever thing. you want to yeah. tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell us, um, tell listeners. Tell us about, you know, your relationship status. Okay. Or, yeah, whatever you want us to know. Okay, yeah. so. Spill the tea. <laughs> okay, so I'm Miley Yang. I was born and raised in Cottage Grove, Minnesota, I lived in the suburbs since I was 15, no, 20. I'm in a relationship with the love of my life, Lenny, and I have three dogs, and I currently live in the St. Paul Battle Creek area, Um, and I'm I'm just figuring out my life now. I'm getting to know myself. Yeah, that's... Relatable. That is very relatable. That is, you know, nothing to, like, too out there i guess you can say or, or that's that's like people are like oh wow like this is like you know kind of when you have somebody who's like done a lot of things or like you know we're just like okay this is somebody who's like i don't think i can ever like be with them when you have somebody who's relatable it's like oh yeah yeah and i just felt like i wanted to come here being present and not yeah. not be scripted mm-hmm. yeah 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 you know i was like at first i was like okay maybe i have to practice my bio and i'm like <laughs> no just come here as me yeah. be present live in the moment mm-hmm. and i just feel like that would be more authentic to me yeah. and yeah. to this show mm-hmm. yeah we appreciate that yeah we do we really do Ew. yeah and so with, with today um today's topic today's episode um you know, I, I think we want to kind of cover um, healing, uh, but more so just like the the ugly parts of healing that nobody really talks about, mm-hmm. you know, that because like anesthetic yeah. part of Instagram of a healing. Yeah, because, you know, like when you look at Instagram or I don't know, I, I've been I'm, I'm not on TikTok. Whatever gets filtered to Facebook on TikTok, then then I see it. But then I don't see that stuff. Don't go on TikTok. Yeah. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. But then but then, like, you know, like I, I, don't know, I just been hearing people saying, like, you know. Uh, maybe not like healing or whatever it is 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 getting like the i I guess like the bad like view Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like healing on on social platform now almost is almost viewed as like toxic positivity in a way Mm -hmm. you know where like like not like the full the full picture is being shown yeah like they sugarcoat it Yeah, yeah 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 and stuff like that um but i i mean i don't know how true that is and I don't know if that's just people's interpretations mm-hmm. um, and the people who they follow, <laughs> maybe. And so with that, uh, I want to ask, you know, you the first question of, you know, when did you, you know, start your journey of healing and what made you realize that, you know, you needed to, to heal or that you had some healing to do? I mean, I have, I've always known that I, I needed some healing to do. I just didn't know when to start and I didn't know how to start. So I would probably say... I started my journey maybe 2019, 2020, like really started it, like was proactive on doing it because my aunt was a a life coach or she was dipping her feet into being a life coach. And so she wanted me to be uh, one of her like clients and test things out before she actually like went live on her what she wanted to do. 
I thought that this was a really great opportunity for me to heal because healing is expensive. Mm -hmm. Fucking therapy is expensive. And I didn't have the luxury to spend $200 on therapy when my I didn't really have good health insurance at the time. So I figured, you know, why not? Why not do this? And at first when I started it, I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's heal. And what you were talking about, like toxic positivity. Right. And so I had that in my mindset, thinking that that was how I was supposed to heal. And then my aunt, as, as we got through, my aunt was like, hold up, you're not being honest with me. I'm not seeing the rawness of this healing process. Like, you're just telling me what I want to hear. I was like, holy shit that check yes (laughs) and I was like dude she's she's for she's like and then she like okay well let's let's pause I know you're my niece and I'm your aunt and I just want to tell you that I love you no matter what you tell me and no matter what stage you're in and in order for us to move forward in order for you to heal you need to be honest with yourself and so I was like okay I need to take a break and I need to like really digest that and like really listen to myself and Am I being honest with myself? I think it was towards like COVID, like March around that time is when I started to be really honest with myself. I decided, you know, okay, well, let's see where this is going to take me. Instead of like going with what society's healing looks like, I decided to take like my own course on healing and I got really ugly with it. And I wasn't very comfortable with crying, even like in private. And so... Just doing that really opened, like, the floodgates of healing. How was that relationship with, like, your aunt? Because, like, you know, usually when people see a therapist or a life coach, it's, like, a stranger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and how, you know, that that typical saying of, like, you know, it's, it's different when, like, somebody who doesn't know you or, like, doesn't have any bias. Yes. You know, gets to hear your story. But then, in a way, you know, it is your aunt. So there is, I mean, there has to be some sort of bias sure. there and stuff like that. And plus, for you, too, like, it's... I mean, I feel like it would be kind of hard to truly open up and yes. be honest. So yeah. how was that relationship? Uh, me and my aunt, because she's the youngest of my mom's siblings. So she's what, 10 years older than I am. So we've always been close. We've always been like kind of like friends, but also understood that we were like she was my aunt and I was her niece. So she was more so of taking the caretaker role, like a parent. And I was more so like looked at her like as an auntie. Right. So there was that line of like, do I tell her this? Because like, if I tell her this, I'm going to be more exposed, you know? And there's just some things you don't tell certain family members because there's like that hierarchy and that tier in your life. But I decided, you know what, this, she's looking at it in a view where I'm a person. I'm no, I'm no longer her niece. And so she, she told me that and, or she didn't tell me, she, she let me know that. And so that helped take down those walls and it allowed me to share more of myself in a different view like yeah mm-hmm. so it was hard it was hard sharing things that I wouldn't normally share with her what were some challenges that you came across when you started healing oh that's a great question there's a lot of challenges I would probably say compassion towards myself mm-hmm. learning that not everything's my fault um that I project a lot that was nasty yeah <laughs> I would like vomit all of my emotions and blame people for how they made me feel Mm -hmm. and that wasn't right yeah I feel that right I could totally relate with that yeah yeah because then you're just always like well if they didn't do this then I wouldn't have acted this way but it's like no bitch you gotta fucking take care of your shit yeah like you're in control of your own feelings and Mm -hmm. your emotions like you control how you can react in in certain situations Mm -hmm. and that is like a really shameful thing to like when you realize that you're projecting like you feel so shameful yeah you know and then you just like make yourself even more small mm-hmm. and then you don't want and I feel like that's why we start like building walls with people because we don't want to admit like oh I did that to you yeah you know? and you also don't want them to see how ugly you can get yeah yeah and that was the part of healing that like got really nasty is how ugly I was yeah because you want to prove that, like, you're the bigger person. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes you just you just got to be a small person <laughs> in certain situations. Yes, own it. Yes. It's okay to be petty. Yeah. Like, it's really okay to be yeah. petty. Being petty is, it looks shameful, but sometimes we just, we hit our low point And yeah. there's, mm-hmm. there's no turning back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we have to honor those low points 
as much as we honor like the high points of when things are really well like we have to honor the low points too of like what is this teaching me because that's what helps you rise yeah. yeah and like what am i feeling in this instead of always like projecting or being like oh i can't feel this emotion mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel good so i can't it's like that's why we consistently have them because we're not yes. feeling them through we don't know yes. how to navigate yeah. through them mm-hmm. i agree 100 percent I mean, you know, I, I like I, I project too. But I, we all I, I, do. I feel like I do in some ways. Maybe not, you know, if you're looking on the spectrum of like how maybe you two were talking about how you, how you two do it. Maybe maybe not to to, to that mm-hmm. degree. But then, you know, I, I I feel like everybody does, you know, because I mean, especially at some point in our life. Like you, you uh, yeah, are you yeah. saying like you're more you're less aware of pr- when you project. I feel like I, I'm less aware, and but then now like re- reflecting back upon like things like that, and like I'm definitely caught some moments where i'm like oh yeah like that's you know that's like after the fact yeah like, like that's uh, me yeah yeah <laughs> you know and, and but then you know now it's it's trying to not project a lot of things so then like i don't know i'm fighting between like in a way it almost feels like you know like i'm biting my tongue and like you know like when, when it's in the moment and like you're just like i don't know i still don't know i still don't know how to really navigate that you know because sometimes you do want to say something right or, or you do want to be like the way how you know you, you you or what you did, you know, really you know like it, it triggered me to feel this way, you know, and then stuff like that. But then like you know I I don't know just I feel that hundred percent. Just having to be like mindful of, of of things and like me really like having to like sit back and take a step back and like just really reflect and sit with it and be like okay is this really how I feel and and then like once it kind of gets to like a later point I'm just like. Eh, whatever i'm gonna kind of over it <laughs> i love that you brought that up because i was like that yeah. for a while like do i bite my tongue it's not comfortable yeah and you feel like there's this urge in you that you need to say it yeah. and it's like it's like a tick so every time that thing comes up yeah. you just want to say the same thing right yeah. so what my aunt had taught me is say it and release it to the world but don't dwell on it say it without expecting anything in return I used to be like that for an example like when me and Lenny would like he would do dishes a certain way and I'm very particular about doing dishes or even my laundry I used to be so fucking upset about it and it was stupid it was something so stupid and petty and then my aunt told me just say it release it and don't expect anything back but don't be an asshole you know like just say I didn't appreciate you doing x y and z and then just leave it at that and then just put that in their court and they can deal with that as long as you released it, but don't hold it back. So that way you're not holding like you're not yeah. biting your tongue and you're not like there's that tick and you got to fucking say the same thing. It's releasing it. Yeah. That's helped me. Yeah, I feel like our differences is like I say everything and he says nothing. Yeah, I'm constantly like telling him how I feel or like something that bothers me and he's always biting his tongue. So I'm always Some, being like, yeah. is it biting your tongue or is it you're trying to register? And then it's, saying it's, in a respectful it's, it's, way. It's more so more trying to try to register, and and not only that, like like I'm more of like a internal processor. Yes, me and, too. And, and so like sometimes I feel like I, I've told her, but then I, I really haven't because yeah. I've been processing my head. Lenny <laughs> does the same thing. He thinks he said it a lot, but yeah, it's but really it's still in his yeah. head. It's in my head, you know, like because I've been processing. Because like, you know, like I like to, to think, and I I don't know. I think it's just the way how I think I grew up. Yeah. Um, where you know emotionally. I think I had to like process a lot of things by, by myself because, obviously, you know, my parents, you know, like they they they're only going to do enough to in order to provide, you know, mm-hmm. for the family and obviously emotional um, intelligence obviously was wasn't necessarily there, yeah, or, or support too. So I, I think that that really switched me and really made me being more of an internal processor. And obviously, I like I'm trying to change that a lot more with Charlotte, where I'm trying to like be more more open i guess with more open communication of how i feel of what i'm thinking i mean our check-ins help to kind of open that up but still like i think at the core i'm still very 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 much comfortable just thinking it through in my head mm-hmm. because like, like you said like i'm trying to register it and i'm trying to spill it back out like in the most like kind and polite way that i can for any situation mm-hmm. in any scenario so yeah you just want to be respectful yeah, yeah. <laughs> communicating is so hard yeah it is especially when someone is a complete opposite you yeah. have to learn how to speak their language and respect that that's how they process things yes it was, it was really hard for me and before i would feel like so like 
disconnected because mm-hmm. I'm like, I need it every day. But then just being like, oh, he doesn't have the capacity for every day. Exactly. You know? Like was- I do, but he doesn't. Yes. And just being like, thank you for holding space for every day for me, even though you don't want to do it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I am in, in general. Like I know how I am, but I'm not going to put like project it onto you to be the way how i am too yeah i need to learn that <laughs> yeah to be the way how i am you know like like i, I can respect like 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 going back to what, she, what she's saying like like you know i may not want to talk about it every day but then like i, I can hold space for you mm-hmm. to, to listen and and to process things with you and stuff like that you know because if that's what you need that's what you need then that's what it is yeah you know like i'm not gonna be like dude shut up like i, I don't talk about it so don't talk about it you know? yeah or i don't oh, want to yeah. have this conversation yeah i don't have this conversation it's yeah. like oh yeah you want to have it we'll have it and, you know, and if I feel like I have the energy and capacity to put it in my thoughts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, then, then I can't. And plus, too, like, whenever we talk about her, it's like, I, I I try to be mindful also at the same time of, because I, I know I've done this a lot in the past and I still kind of continue to do it a little bit. And so I'm, I'm being a lot more mindful now. But then, like, I don't want to overtake her. Mm. her like, her, and make it your story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't want to take, overtake her story. I want to be able to fully, fully, like, be present in that space and give her that space. You know, and I don't want to accidentally, like, you know, share my thing. And then also now we're talking about me, you know, and I'm just like, oh, shit. You know, like, I, 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 I don't want to do that because I know I, I've, I've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, Everyone so, has. Yeah, so it's just like, okay, it's about you, too. And when I have the capacity to do it, I'll, I'll do it. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> that was very beautiful. I love how you said that. Yeah. And not a lot of people in relationships understand that or are aware of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even with friendships, like yeah. I yeah. have a lot of, I don't have a lot of friends, but <laughs> I have people in my life who do that. Yeah. And it's, it's, they do that subconsciously, right? Because yeah. it's like the only way we know how to connect, connect is, is be like, oh, see, story. like I can <laughs> relate. Turn it around. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, mm, I just wanted you to listen. I just yeah. really needed to share. Like what you're saying, like I just really needed to release that. Because as I reflected back upon when I, when I used to do that, mm-hmm. right, cut people off and throw in my story. One, which Shari uh, knows, I don't know how to ask questions or develop questions, stuff like that. So it was my only way of trying to relate to people. Yeah. But then my, but that that way of trying to relate to people, really just cut people off. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, okay, well now, you know, like I really have to to learn how to be, um, a better empath, I guess you can say, and and learn how to ask questions, develop wow. questions. But you know, we weren't taught that. Yeah. We weren't taught how to communicate. Yeah. yeah, we were trying to communicate, and plus, like, I, I, I was always, like, in a way, kind of taught, like, being curious and being nosy was, like, synonymous, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to, to me. So then for me, it was like... You didn't know the difference. Yeah, so to me, it was like, I ain't trying to be nosy in people's place. So whenever people bother stuff, I'm always like, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to to ask questions to learn more, because, you know, for one, I ain't trying to be part of that drama, and two, like, you know, like, is this, that's your, 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 your stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask anything. Yeah, because if we were to ask questions, we'd be shut down. Why are you asking questions? That not, that's not your place mm-hmm. to be involved in that, you know? So we were conditioned as children not to not to get curious, not to be curious, and not to ask questions. And it is a lot of unlearning to do because now we know that it is, it is okay. And it was just their trauma, and then they're just passing it down to us. And then I don't want to relive that cycle. I want to learn to ask questions and to be there for people mm. and not to shut them down because that was a shitty feeling not being able to ask questions right like even your elders like we couldn't do that because then it's questioning their authority and they're like why the fuck are you asking me these questions oh by the way are, are we able to swear yeah. on this yeah, okay yeah, yeah. yeah and that too and plus like i also feel like i mean this is just like a new thought mm-hmm. and i don't know if there's any like um validity behind this yeah. but also at the same time too like Growing up with older parents and you know more traditional parents, like I feel like a lot of the questions and a lot of things I asked was about this society that they had no answer mm-hmm. to know. So they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have the answers for so, you. So, so like you had to figure it out yourself. Yeah, so like, I had to figure it out myself. But not only that, like I, I feel like maybe like they didn't because they didn't know, like, and they don't really know how to navigate to know how to get the answers. That that that, that maybe that's why they shut a lot of questions down. Yeah. You know, and so, but that's just a thought. I don't know if there's I any love validity, that. But no, that shed a different light on yeah. that. Yeah. That makes sense because they only provided you what, what what they knew. Yeah. And they don't want you to feel like they're not capable of yeah, being your capable, parents yeah. or yes. giving you answers. Mm-hmm. Well, that was deep. Yeah. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. Really humanizing our parents. Yeah. 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 Like, they're people, too. Yeah. Well, 
for me, it's different because I'm a, a son in the family. So if I ask questions in relations to the culture and things like that, they would happily answer uh, for the most part. Yeah. Then, yeah, when it came to other stuff, I just, I realized that, yeah, they they just either kind of ignored it or like silent treatment in, in, in a way because they didn't know. And mm-hmm. that was the response. You know? Yeah. Or maybe they didn't know how to communicate. Yeah. They didn't know how to have that conversation because mm-hmm. they never had. Yeah. I feel like I got to call my mom. <laughs> I know, right? Like, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, forgive me. Because I'm just thinking, like, a lot of the conversations they're having with us is the first time they're ever having that yes. conversation. They've never talked well it with anybody, you know? Oh, my gosh. My my parents, you know, obviously there was um, a lot of shortcomings. But then again, you know, I, I, I don't fault them at all for any of that. And I always try to... Even now, like when I, when you know, like as part of my healing journey too, as when I'm like speaking with my mom and dad and stuff like that, you know, sometimes you know they're always nagging, they're always mm-hmm. whatever the case may be to get on my nerves and stuff like that. You know, I, I always like have to put the bigger picture up and be like, okay, you know, like this is because you know, like they never had the opportunity to to learn how to communicate, you know, or to learn how to like be there for the kids. Besides, you know, like the very survival needs that was their whole life Mm -hmm. before they came here was survival yep yeah you know y'all y'all made it you know cause a lot of trauma on me and fuck me up low-key you know yeah they just weren't emotionally available for you yeah Yeah. you know fuck me up a little low-key but you know but you know what like you know y'all had to do what you guys had to do Mm -hmm. so that i can be on the next step of the ladder to do what i need to do and change that course yeah right but yeah that's part of my healing journey, the ugly parts, some of the ugly parts is that tug of war with my parents. Yeah. And that honesty, it really comes from like a very vulnerable place because you as a male, Asian, Hmong man, it's like not a lot of people talk about that. Not a lot of people like talk about how that has impacted their life or fucked them up. I love that, that you're so open about that. That's very different for me. Like I've never yeah. really run into, especially among guy who is able to share that with me i'm still trying to figure that out for myself too and and because it's like you know like when we're in a space like this like mm-hmm. um i mean i i consider this a safe space even though all this is going out to the public you know yeah <laughs> but, but like but like you know just here right now you know and and so it's easy for me to to be vulnerable and stuff like that in this space and but then i'm still trying to figure out how to be that in other spaces too um i, I think i think in other spaces i just feel like it's just not really well received yeah. And I don't want to make it, I guess, awkward. Yeah, or like you know? heavy. Yeah, heavy for other. Yeah. yeah. So. Because some people aren't capable of holding that space. Yeah. For yeah. And, and like, you know, like, I'm not trying to make everybody like me. You yeah. Know, stuff like that, you know, so like, I got to respect where everybody's kind of at along their journey as well, too, you know. Um, That's huge. Yeah, and, and, and like, it may not be healing journey or it may be healing journey, but it, it may look different, slower, faster, whatever it is. But it's just, I just don't want don't wanna yeah like you don't want heavy yeah like and you you don't want them to um start a journey they're not ready for yeah 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 Mm -hmm. because you gotta gotta respect people with that right you know sometimes like like, i don't like yeah and I, i used to be like that too where i'm like why aren't you where I am? We're about the same age. We're about, you know, I'm like, yeah. it's not about that. It's about yeah. like where they are and how much they can hold in that space for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like how, how dare I even yeah. dump all this shit on you and you can't even handle your own <laughs> yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. So no, that's, that's very, I like what you said and it was very respectful. And I think I'm going to take that and, you mm-hmm. know, apply it to my life too. Yeah. Because I do that a lot. <laughs> I do. It's so bad. I I st- like I still do it too. Like in yeah. in, in other little ways, mm-hmm. you know, of like, oh, like you know, like why don't you do this? But then like I catch myself like, oh, like doesn't matter. Yeah, like stop <laughs> trying to tell people what to do about their lives. Yeah, yeah. Matter, <laughs> you yeah. got you got your own shit to deal <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's important to know like the root of our trauma or like the things that we're going through of like? where it came from or do you think having just awareness that it's probably not something good and that we need to work on it is enough absolutely we always talk about that where i'm like i need to know the root of it where he's like no the awareness is good enough like like an example would be like oh i know my parents um have caused me trauma yeah and that's enough but then for me i'm like 
what situations in my childhood did they do to bring that up? So then I know how that's kind of showing up in my life. Right. So do you feel like which one do you think? Both. It depends on the situation, right? So for me, um, for my like sexual trauma that I had experienced, my, like I feel like intimacy, like having sex was very triggering for me. But I didn't understand that. I didn't understand why. Like when they would touch a certain part of my body or my body would feel a certain way, like even be arousal triggered me in a negative way. So I was like, what the fuck? You know, like I don't like this, but I love sex. But also I had to, I had to figure out where that stemmed from. So that was where I had to go down to the root of the cause. Cause I thought I had gotten over my, my sexual trauma or my abuse that happened to me. Did you know that it was trauma? No, I didn't. I, I just so that's thought, why it was important. To yes. Yeah. So yes, that's where I had to get down to the root of it. But like, like lighter stuff. Like I, I was like, okay, I'm aware of that. I'll leave it at that. You know. And if it really bothers me, or if it comes up again, then I'll, I'll go down that rabbit hole of figuring out where the fuck that happened or why I'm feeling some type of way. So I get that it's, it's a balance of both, depending on how severe those triggers are to you. Because like I, I feel like I, I do. Do not mind going down that rabbit hole of, of trying to figure out the root of it. But it's exhausting. But, it, but it's exhausting. And and I was, I remember telling my my therapist this, this too. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to figure out the root of you know why you know I am the way I am and stuff like that. And he was like, why? I was like, I'm well, just uh, because I I want to know like what caused it. He mm-hmm. was like, he was like, what's 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 important about that, you know? And then and then I was I was like. Because you know, because Charlotte told me I need to. Yeah, because my girlfriend said I needed <laughs> yeah. to, so I, I need. You know, she needs to understand. It's fucking yeah. not my relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 then like, like I told him, yeah, to better understand. Yeah. You know who I am and stuff like that, and he was like, "But you know that's a trigger already, mm. like right now." Like, I I I think because he was like, you know, like don't waste too much time going back to identify what it is when you can spend that that energy or most of the energy on trying to better yourself right now and moving forward, you know? And, and so, I, I mean, like, that, that, that clicked with me because, like, for me, like, I'm, I'm not really a person who likes to dwell too much on the okay. past. Anyway, so, I was going to say, maybe that's yeah. what it is for, like, people like me where it just feels so good to know, like, why. Yeah. You know, and then to, like, um, dwell on it, like, yeah. oh, like, this thing happened. Yeah. Like, my, my therapist, his, his last thing he said to me, which obviously is shit that, like, I think we all heard and. And throughout that time when I was, he was trying to ask me questions. Mm-hmm. His last his last question was, okay, if you identify identify it, like, like, are you able to change it? Like back then, oh. are you are you gonna be able to are you gonna be able to change it? Like, he like just threw that in your face. Yeah, in your last session. Yeah, like, are you gonna be able to go back in time and change how 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 things played out? And and I was like, no. And and he's like, yeah, like I'm pretty sure you know, like you're not gonna be able to go back and change things you know I, I wish we all could but you can change things now and move forward okay i don't like you your therapist <laughs> i was like i feel like <laughs> it's a little hot i know there. i was like <laughs> yeah. he's not answering my question he's not giving me answers <laughs> yeah because 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 he's like you know what because and, and i think we all know that too like yeah. you know nothing we can do could go back and change the shit that happened to us that's true you know but then what can we do now to to better improve ourselves mm-hmm. and on our situation you know through our healing journey so that you know, um, you know that we don't put ourselves in that, or that we don't put anybody else in, mm-hmm. in in the same predicament and stuff like that, right? So, I think this is what he was trying to. I think for him, like he was trying to reel me back in to the present. Yeah. You know, because he because he realized through our session too that like I, I tend to live too sometimes too far in the future. Okay. Right, and then sometimes you know like when I'm trying to figure out things a little bit, kind of looking back too a little far too much. back. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to like center me a little bit, like you know it's, it's okay to look in the future a little bit, and you know if you wanna. You know, looking back, but then you have to figure out what's what's the now, because the now is what's important. It's, it's your reality. Yeah. It's your truth, right? And so, yeah, yeah. He was he was telling me that, and, and after that, I was like, you know what? Like, because I couldn't answer your question, I couldn't like make you think differently. Like, and plus, like, it, it fits into my my the way how I think too. So I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'll just focus on now. And but you know, there are but but then I'm not I'm not dismissing. Anything that, you know, because there are some times where, like, mm-hmm. like what you said, right, where you have to kind of go down and figure out, like, oh, shit, like, why is this? Why am I feeling this way, right? Yeah. So then you have to kind of go down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. of, of trying to figure out, like, what is what is that trigger? But 
Yeah. I think once, for me, like once I find that trigger, it's like, boom, okay, that's what it is. All right, cool, I'm out. I'm out the rabbit hole. Yeah, I think sometimes maybe we have to take inventory of like, yeah. is this doing more harm than good? Yeah. You know, like going down that rabbit hole where it's like, it's not making me feel any better. So yeah. since I'm already aware, that should be good enough. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Because if we continue going down a path where it's unhealthy and there's no answers, we're just going to go in a vicious cycle and yeah. it's a downward yeah. spiral. And that's all we're going to focus on. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess what your therapist said was beneficial for you and it's catered yeah. to you. Yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. to me because of the way how I am and, mm-hmm. and the way how I think the way how he sees me. So, like, I'm not saying, like, this is for It's not a one-shoe fits yeah, all. Yeah, it's not a one-shoe fits yeah. all. It's just, you know, because he knows that if I started going down there, like, a lot of self-sabotage or, like, negative self-talk starts to come out and, and things like that. And, you know, those are things I need to be aware of and mm-hmm. not do. So I know that you're being, like, more vulnerable mm-hmm. online. Was that scary at first for you oh, to do? hell yeah. Is it still scary? Super scary. Yeah. But I, I don't, feel like it never stops. Yeah, like, but I don't want to put on a an act. You know, yeah. when you meet me in real life, like, oh, she's not like this in real yeah. life. Like, like how I am now is how I am now. Yeah. I don't, because <laughs> remember we, went, we were talking about how we have, like, a, a tone when we talk to yeah. people? <laughs> so for people who don't know me and I, I purposely don't want them to know me, I talk into like a really high voice and I'm like super like, oh my God, super this sweet. is so, yeah. <laughs> but when like you really know who I am, then I'm like, I'm like this, like mm-hmm. monotone, chill and ugly, you know, like, like today I just showed up really pretty because I don't have anywhere else to go. So this like is, my yeah. only opportunity to get yeah. out of the house. <laughs> my makeup is getting expired. So I have to fucking put it on <laughs> and it's expensive. I, I just feel like being this vulnerable with the world and myself, like I'm getting to know who I am. I want to get to know this person because I've, I've put on this act for so many people that I don't even know who the fuck I am anymore. So I want to get to know me, and I want people to get to know this me. Right. And that's that's all I, I have energy for. And that is hard, too. So hard. Because you have to unlearn being yeah. perfect. Yeah. That's hard to show up presently as, I think, who you are and being comfortable with that. And that's all part of, like the like I said, like the ugliness of the, of the, of the journey. Yeah. Because sometimes you're able to do it. Sometimes you're like, eh. You revert back. Yeah, and to admit and to admit that you're fake yeah. or you're faking it. Yeah. Yes, that's cringy. Yeah. yeah, like you just think, oh, I'm hundred percent. I'm 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 doing me. Blah blah blah. Like, are you really doing you? Are you really being a hundred? Like, who is that? Yeah, like, yeah. no. Because <laughs> for so long, like in my twenties, before I turned thirty, so in my twenties, I had a lot of um, white friends. And all my white friends are successful and they all have families and they all have beautiful children and they all make bank. Right. And here I am. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. I um, I don't speak very well. I don't know who my real friends are. Um, my family's pretty fucked up. You know, like I, I was competing with them in a way where I'm like, OK, I have to I have to act a certain way. And or I just I just thought that they their life were intimidating like I didn't meet their standards and so I didn't meet up with my friends for that reason because I wasn't way up here with them I was way down here or so I thought it can be in the same lane but on different journeys yeah yeah and I just fought with that and I just felt like I wasn't being true or authentic to myself and so I wanted to take myself out of there and be vulnerable and own my ugly shit and be like, I'm. I have nothing going on with my life, but did, you can be successful. Did you get that? Um, like growing up, I mean, I'm pretty sure you did because you grew up in a traditional family. Of that comparison. Hell yeah. So some. So do, do you feel like that in a way, like subconsciously, bit you, and that's why, like, in, in that. The comparison with your siblings or with everybody, siblings, cousins, <laughs> cousins family, your friends, neighbors, yeah, everybody. So so then now, like you know, when you're in twenties, like you said. You know, now you're like, even though you probably hated that comparison growing up. It's in my head still. It's in your head, and now you're comparing yourself to your Mm -hmm. friends. And so that's why you were like, I'm down here, you guys are up there. Yeah, like, I don't want to share my story because I don't have a fucking story. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I went to no school university. Like, I, you know, like, 
what do I have to bring to the table? Yeah. But I was, I was questioning my self-worth a lot. Mm. And I felt like I do have shit to bring to the table. I'll bring a whole feast, you know, yeah. like let's eat. And I just didn't think I could sit at the same table as other people. Huh. But now I don't know. Do you feel like you can sit at the table now? Yeah. But, but then back, back then, like I, I felt like, I don't know. It's weird because people always like my situation is a little weird. Cause I, I felt like I, 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 I'm always, always kind of behind, um, with like my friends or just my peers. Um, you know, because like, you know, like obviously, you know, their timeline, their journey, you know, their, the yin cars, the yin houses, whatever mm-hmm. the case would be and doing all these things. I was like, fuck, I'm behind dude. Like I'm over here in student debt behind and stuff like that. Like I'm just, I'm just not there. But now, you know, I'm like, I'm always like reframing myself in my mind. Like they're on their journey that they're doing their thing and I'm on mine and I'm, and I need to do mine. Um, and you know, it's, it's crazy too. Cause like, you know, like the times when I talk to them too, they're like, Dude, we feel like we're behind with you, you know. I'm just like, no, like I, I feel like I'm behind, wow. you know, like like you guys, you know, and stuff like that. But it's just having to reframe myself and reframe my mind, and then also being able to stay true to myself and I think my purpose, and 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 what I want, um, really helped me a lot with comparison. Yeah, and really helped me like really genuinely. Be happy for for you who know, you are, for who I am, yeah. and also be happy for others mm-hmm. and their and their and their achievement as well too. Because like like it, it wasn't like 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 when people got the shit, I'm like fuck, what the hell? like it was just like like it was always a constant reminder of where I'm I was at. So like I was always kind of like sad of like fuck, like damn, like I I'm, I'm not even there. Yeah, you know. So like I, I'm still happy that you got it. Like I would never want anything taken away from you, but. It's just a constant reminder that I'm not there. Yeah. Like, you need to catch up. Yeah. What about you, Charlotte? Did you feel like you needed to catch up? All the time. Especially, like, now in my new job. Like, listening to everyone, I'm like, damn, y'all got a good resume. Like, how how did I get here? I feel like my education or my work experience is not even add up. Like, why am I... Like, that imposter syndrome, you know? Yes, that is so real. It's it's horrible. But my boss, um, she said something that was, like, really meaningful. She was like, you know, the things that you admire in other people is reflected in you. That's why you can see it in other people. So, like, don't feel that, like, you don't belong here because you're here for a reason, you know? And I've been really trying to adjust myself of being like, okay, so what is my intention of being here then? I don't want to be here at the end of my time here to be like, see, I knew I didn't belong here. I want to be able to like step away and be like, oh, I learned new skills. I got to work with like really inspiring people, you know? But I think that's when we have to really like get in touch with our self-worth. You know, like we're the first person who'll be like, I ain't shit. Yep. I, I heard, I think I shared it with you. It was like, um, people will get in line to tell you yeah. that you ain't shit. So why are you going to cut in front of everyone to be the first to be like, yes. you ain't shit. You know, where I'm like, that is so true. You know, people will, people will love to tell you what you're doing wrong, where you could be better. So it's like, why do I want to be that first person? Like, mm-hmm. I need to be the first person who loves me through that. So I wanted to talk about, like, self-compassion because you were talking about that earlier and, like, self-love. How has that journey been for you? And, like, what were the ugly parts? And, like, what are the really good parts that you feel like you're starting to see a benefit from? Like, I feel like I'm still learning. It's so hard right now because we're our 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 own what's that word we're our biggest critics mm-hmm. right so we're so easily like we can what am i trying to say we're so easy to shit on ourselves mm-hmm. and i'm trying to get out of that headspace and tell and tell myself that i'm doing the best i can with what i have yeah. and what i've been taught or like and if I'm struggling, like I need to get outside of my box or like ask for help. And that's my, like my biggest problem is asking for help. And, and that's where like my, my self-compassion like tick comes up and be like, okay, so I'm not, what I'm trying to say, like that's asking for help is like one of my biggest things I, I, 
like it's shameful for me to do. And so when I feel a certain type of way or like when my body gets warm and stuff, like that's where that's when I know to show myself self-compassion. Mm. It's weird. I don't know. What makes you feel uncomfortable with asking for help? Um, or do you know where that stems from? It's still something that I'm tr- still trying to find out mm-hmm. and figure out. Um, I think it's pride and ego. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm in my family, like, in my siblings, like, I feel like we all ha- issue, have issues with pride and ego. And I, I think it stems from, like, how my parents raised us is um, because the way everyone responded was very like they felt like they were attacked mm. you know and so that's how i responded to things it's like someone came after me i'm like i'm gonna come for you too you know like you're always like defense mode yeah, yeah. so that's where like my that's why i want to focus and, and learn about more self-compassion is because i'm doing the best i can with what i have yeah i guess like what is the ugly parts of like trying to create more self-compassion is it the push and pull of like no you don't deserve kindness from yourself like because you know we talk about like Mm self-sabotage and it kind of sounds like that a little bit yeah can you ask that question again i I was like i had so many things in my head i was like oh my gosh that's so much what did i say tony do you remember i I, I think he says like like what what, what are the ugly parts of oh okay okay because you know like it seems like you know like there's a lot of negative self-talk yeah at the least, or self-sabotage in, in the I, like social media is like oh just just be nice to yourself like what is how that? do you be nice to yourself yeah. okay so like i guess it's just more so of like looking back on what i used to do and how i treated people or how i treated myself mm-hmm. right so i didn't give a lot of respect to myself and that was ugly to realize that that i did things that were unhealthy and yeah, that to me was really ugly yeah. is to face that and and even still doing ugly stuff to myself like, oh, fuck, you know, like stop telling him I'm I'm ugly. Like I am pretty, even though I don't feel pretty. Mm-hmm. I am pretty. I can be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's what I'm facing is like self-worth and my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's ugly. Yeah. Or looking at my body and saying, oh, I'm so nasty. I'm so ugly. Or, like, even, like, looking at food, I'm like, I can't eat that because I'm going to get fat. Yeah. You know? Like, that's ugly to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I have to show myself compassion is, like, listen to your body. And if your body wants that, get it. Eat yeah. It. You know, like, you only get one life. Why are you going to take this time to restrict yourself from all these joys? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, next question is, uh, what do you wish you knew before, you know, starting on your journey? I love that question. I wish I could just learn how to be me. And I don't have to put on an act for people. And if and I wish I learned to not feel understood. Like I don't I don't want to be understood. And that's okay. I want to I want to be me and I understand me. Like if that's I think that's the important part is like allowing yourself to um, think freely and to love freely and to accept freely. Cause like it's, I feel like this whole world is so judgmental and we're so eager to put ourselves in a box. And I used to like hate putting myself in boxes and I wish I knew not to put myself in a box. Or it's like you're limiting, you're really limiting your growth mm-hmm. by just putting uh-huh. yourself in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to learn that too of like being understood by other people is a plus. But my understanding of myself is like the most important. Like you don't need that validation anymore. You don't because that's what will fuck you up. Yeah, like always searching External for it everywhere you go. validation. Like I used to tell this person, I used to be in a relationship with this person. And I used to say, why are you trying to mold me into something I'm not? Like stop trying to mold me to to, to what you want. Like allow me to be who I am. And I used to say that a lot. Or I used to say, you know, I, I I know that you love me, but I don't think you love me enough because whenever I close my eyes and I look at a picture of, of our family, I'm not in that picture. Like, that's just how I felt at the time. Like, I love you so much and I want to be a part of you. And I, I, want, to, I want to create a life with you, but I don't see it. 
I honestly don't see. I see everyone else but me. Why am I not in that picture? I'm a recovering molder. <laughs> I I, I tried molding Tony and it didn't work. So now I'm like, maybe I should look at myself. Did that make you feel shitty? Yes. Oh my God. It felt so shitty to admit like, I tried making him someone he's not yeah. and really realizing like, do you really love him then? Yeah. Right. Like, do you love who he is? Yeah. And of course I love you, but <laughs> it took me so long. And I think it's because like I was trying to make myself perfect. So I'm like, I need you to be perfect too. Mm-hmm. I need you. I, we both need to always be trying to reach this like unattainable version of ourselves. But, like, really when I let go and just focused on myself, I was able to appreciate him more for who he is. Yeah. And the things he does for me, too. But I realized it for a while before I admitted it. <laughs> How'd you say you. that? I mean, it sounds ugly and it feels ugly, but it takes balls to fucking admit that. Don't you feel like the ugliness is really freedom? Yes. Right? Yes. I feel like... Like, like that was such freedom so to say that to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very cringy, but it's it's like, okay, well, now I said it out loud and now this is something that I need to unlearn and mm-hmm. to accept. Do you feel like you guys are different from when you guys met? Like you guys are two different people now? Oh, 100%. So I'm still the same. I, no. <laughs> what kidding. I mean? I was like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keep holding him. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely different. Like, like mentally. Yeah oh, oh, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. Like I'm in such a different spot than where I, where I was. Like who, who were you, who Charlotte? Who were you when you met Tony? Yeah. Like who were you? I I thought I was this this healed girl because healed I, yes I love that I thought <laughs> she she was not healed <laughs> but when we started dating I realized that like he triggered me a lot and I was like wait he's supposed to be like my perfect guy mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. why am I so triggered and I didn't know how to communicate that so I was trying to be like that super chill unbothered girlfriend we're inside <laughs> fake ass I wanted to kill yeah. him <laughs> and it really took a toll on our relationship and i think it was really scary to show him my ugly parts of like i'm insecure i don't feel good in this relationship well especially when um you hold that title of being healed Mm -hmm. i can't show him that i'm not healed. yeah exactly you know like i am healed he needs to see this healed version of me and i need to i need to always be on my game i need to always be on top yeah that's that's a lot of that's a lot to hold and I didn't actually share a lot of like my story with him at first because I was like, I don't know if he'll like me or. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. It wasn't even about like trust. It was more so of him liking you. Yeah. Whereas like, is he is he still going to accept me for who I am? Like, is he going to see me differently? Um, so that was really hard. Am I going to scare him away? Yeah. <laughs> right. Because it, it's like, oh, right. When I open up to people, they leave. Right when I share myself, they leave, you know? So I felt like I was trying to, like, hold on to that for as long as I could. But eventually, I'm like, I'm tired. Take that fucking mask yeah, off. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is me. I'm ugly as hell. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Do you feel like you're... Well, I feel like mentally, like, I'm, I'm, I'm different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like a lot of the things that I still, early on, still hold on to are, or, or, or that presented within our relationship still kind of remain the same and because that's just true to who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I I never once thought that she was this healed person, mm-hmm. but I always thought that she was this emotionally intelligent person who can support me on my journey okay. as well, too. Like, what, what really threw me off in, early on in the relationship um, was her expectation of me being perfect. And I was like, wait, I never even had such expectations for you. At, at all, oh. to be perfect, because like I, I know, like even though you're on your, going on your journey, and I never once said that she was healed or whatever, but I always, I always knew that like we're, we're human beings, like we're gonna fuck up. Yeah, we're flawed. Yeah, we're flawed, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and so like uh, early on when, when when I was like fucking up and flawed, like it was unacceptable. It was me. unacceptable for her. I was like, I was like, wait, hold up, like like yeah, like almost seemed like oh, I had to be this perfect dude. Oh. You know, and like there was no room to fuck up. If I fucked, up, it's almost like if I fucked up, the whole shit coming down. Yeah, then Charlotte you know? come for you. And, and then, <laughs> like, yeah, and then so like it really, 
it really didn't give me any breathing room yeah. to to really be be myself, honestly, mm-hmm. within 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 the relationship, you know. And and at, at the beginning, it was hard too because you know, like in ways of how she felt, like uh, if I did this, then like you know, I'm a, you know, he's gonna go away. To me, where I felt the same too, where I was like, oh, okay, if I don't live up to her image of what she wanted, then it's there's gonna be a problem. Yeah, then then, then like there's gonna be a problem, and she's gonna go away, mm-hmm. right? So I have to like be this perfect boyfriend whatever it is even though like it wasn't like allowing me to really truly be myself but i also knew too like even early on at that point like and this is what i said like you know like it's it's the true part of me is is that i allow you to make mistakes but even though you don't necessarily allow me to make mistakes i'm not gonna throw that onto you Mm because if that's not the how you view things then like i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna make you me do you feel like you're doing that now still or no uh no not as much no yeah you, know? you can say yes. No, 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 no. Like, like, like it really Check toned me. down. No, like, no, like, it really toned down a lot. Yeah. Because, like she said, like she was able to see that, and and at first it was hard for me to communicate that stuff with her too, because mm-hmm. you don't like, want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to hurt her feelings, yeah. and like you know, like I feel like it was a very, very like fragile, sensitive yeah, sensitive topic, topic yeah. And, and stuff like that. And for me, like if I think I'm right, I'm right. You cannot yeah. tell me like you entitled about myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And. And, like, one thing is that, like, I was also making mistakes, but I just wasn't letting him see them. Like, I wasn't allowing him to see my ugly mistakes because then I'm not perfect. And I would always say, I think I said this in a past episode, but I was always, like, I'm trying to be the perfect girlfriend, so I don't understand why you're not either. Mm -hmm. Where, looking back, I'm, like, because he's him, and if you love him, you would accept that. Not saying that, like, you know, if if he fucked up, that, like, I should just accept it. But it was like I wouldn't even accept the day to day, you know, if it wasn't like what I need. <laughs> but it's like, dang, girl, you did not need that. Yeah. That's stressful. Yeah. Like I had, I would definitely say that like my anxiety has gone down so much from like the beginning of our relationship. I was super anxious, and I wish I could have shared that. We just recorded an episode with Nikita, and she, the way she worded it, was like so beautiful of like just communicating, like, hey, like. I'm feeling really overwhelmed and anxious right now. And like, I might seem that like I'm mad at you or I'm pushing you away, but really I just need more of your love. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. And there's this, this quote, it was like, the people who need the most love ask it, asks for it in the most unloving ways. I'm like, that is so true. I love that. That is so true, you know? Because it's like, when do we ever say, like, I need more love from you right now? You did this. You hurt me. But really, you're saying, like, I need you to love me more. But what about you? Like, w- what were you like when you first started dating Lenny? And, like, what are you now? Um, I love that because we actually had that conversation a few days ago. Well, it's weird because Lenny, he's always loved me for who I am. He's never once told me not to act a certain way or mm. to be a certain way. And it was so innocent and so honest. And I was like, damn, I have all these fucking expectations from you and you're not meeting any of them, you know? <laughs> but like he's never asked me anything to do anything i didn't want to do and here i am trying to pin him to do this this and this this but i'm like why how dare i do that to him like did he feel similar to tony of like he felt like he couldn't be himself then because he had to live up to your expectations or was he good with being like "Mm, that's on you yeah oh really he was really good at it like no i'm not gonna do that (laughs) i'm not comfortable doing that i'm not doing that but he also his parents love him his parents showed him love and his parents are super supportive compared to like our parents. Like they don't know how to communicate that. And so he was shown love at a very early age or his whole life. You know, his parents showed up for him all his life. So he had that love and support. So he 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 had that space to say he had the courage to say no if it wasn't um, fulfilling him. So, yeah, it was more so of me having those expectations for him. I feel like I am learning from him. I felt like I was putting on an act. I needed to be the perfect girlfriend mm. only because I didn't want people to see how ugly I was. And um, like, I didn't want them to see the old me. Like I am not the person who I am, who I was when I met Lenny. I'm a, a, a different version of me. I'm 2.0 Miley, you know, like, I, lo- I I threw that bitch away and I locked I locked her up and she's gone. The person I was when I first met Lenny is 
was toxic and I didn't like that version of me and that's when I decided that I'm going to unlearn all my patterns I did a fun. Okay, you just I did a fun. Oh shit! No. <laughs> yeah, I. Whenever I'm triggered, I actually sit and I think about it, and I don't want to repeat my mistakes I had done in my past relationships. So I feel like I'm different, and that's good. I'm glad I'm different from where where I started with Lenny. Do you feel like um, he is more at ease with this version of you? Because I feel like sometimes when we have this energy of being perfect, everyone around us kind of feels like anxious mm-hmm. around us sometimes. Well, at first, it was very intimidating because he didn't know how to communicate. And that was one of our big problems in our relationship um, is communicating. Because you and I, like, we love to to be vocal and vocalize how we're feeling. And he didn't know how to. So he's similar to you where he didn't know how to communicate and he internalized a lot of things or he didn't feel like what he had to say was worthy and important. And he just felt like he was not educated in that department. And so he didn't know how to communicate that with me. And so that to him was intimidating. He didn't like that. But now that he's gone to therapy and he understands how to communicate and he's doing his work he's slowly enjoying this version of me because it's it's making it's forcing him to think and it's forcing him to learn and that exhausts him like he's he gets emotionally exhausted really quick so i don't know i think i'd have to ask him yeah see if he likes this version of me <laughs> i mean i think he does yeah because <laughs> it's making him work yeah but yeah 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 i think like that's so beautiful because I feel like when we just show up as ourselves in a relationship, we give our loved ones like the strength to do that as well. Right. You know, yes. like we give them permission to show up as ugly or all the good parts of them too, mm-hmm. instead of always being like, Oh, I can't show you this part. Yes. Yeah. And like Lenny was a, whenever he felt emotional, whether it's angry, sad, happy, he didn't really know how to channel that. And he didn't know how to um, express that. So whenever he did cry or, yeah, whenever he did cry or feel some type of way, he actually shut down. And, you know, I sat him down. I was like, you know what? If you need to cry, you're allowed to cry um, because that's just what your body's telling you to do. And you need to listen to your body. If it's, if it's telling you to cry, just go ahead and cry. I'm, I'm going to create this space for you where it's safe for you because you weren't allowed to do that anywhere else. So... So me and him have this space where we can actually be that way. And it's not shameful. Mm. And so when we're crying, we actually like applaud that and celebrate that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I feel like humans, we just don't cry enough. I love crying. Do you guys feel comfortable crying? I fucking love crying. I think when we cry, we're like really being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel comfortable crying? No, I don't. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. That's why, like, during, during my, my grandpa, right when I was about to, like, get emotional and stuff like that, like, I was like, all right, all right I'm done <laughs> for, for uh, my uh, speech. He, he's, like, ready to knock the door, but he's like, nah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. That's all I left. Yeah, no, I, no I, I'm just not just because. Where do you think that comes from? It's just society. society like, society men stand, can't cry. Men and stuff like that, yeah. I, like, I, I've never seen my dad cry. Have you ever seen him sad? Yeah, he wasn't, like, a very emotional person at all. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so yeah, I, I I never seen him like cry or anything. Like I just seen him mad. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as as a kid, like whenever I cried, like it was usually at night, and my mom would tell me, "There's a monster that's gonna come and get me." Same, right? Yes, gonna come get me if I keep crying. Yeah, at night. and they'll lick your face. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Fuck that!" I yeah, we can't cry. Can't I was like, do "Fuck that shit!" That shit. I yeah. crying. It was scary because I used to always think, "I'm like, fuck, like." What does this fucking monster look yes. like? I'd be scared as hell. I'm like, fuck that. I ain't crying no more, dude. <laughs> I wipe my tears out real quick, dude. Aside from, like, you know, maybe hearing, like, older relatives and stuff like that that would say, like, you know, like, whatever, don't show whatever it is. That's about it. You know, even within group of friends, family, crying was always be made fun of. Like, if you mm-hmm. cry, you know, there's vulnerability. You're weak. You're, you're, you're weak, but more so, like, in, like, a jokingly way. Do you want to get comfortable with crying? I don't know. I think I would want, I guess, like a more comfortable space, I guess, for those moments. Um, because but, crying isn't just being sad. 
Yeah, like yeah, you can yeah. be like happy, happy. happy or yeah. It's like it's a lot of emotions yeah, actually. It is. it is. But it we is. tie it to sadness. Uh-huh. No, I watch Encanto once a week to trigger my tears. <laughs> I really do. Like Tony be walking in, he's like, "You're watching Encanto." <laughs> but i just feel like sometimes like i just need a good cry and that movie gives me that cry it just does it for me you know (laughs) but yeah like for me it was really hard for me to cry before i could feel it in my throat or something like my throat was it felt like it was burning Mm because i think i was like shutting off my emotions but like my eyes were welled up but now like if i'm watching the voice and like they get four chairs. Like, I tear up. I'm like, I'm just so happy. <laughs> right? Ooh. I'm like, I'm so happy for you. Like, you worked so hard to get here. And you got four chairs. But Dude. that's how emotional I am. Or I don't want to say emotional. That's how in touch I am yeah. with my emotions. Before, like, growing up, I felt like it was really hard for me yeah. to cry. Because I'm, I'm a strong one. I'm Louisa. Okay. <laughs> i'm strong i'm perfect i will hold all the family burdens oh my gosh that's so funny but yeah i really do um i gotta find time this weekend actually to watch a condo it's been a week yeah she does does watch condo at least once a week sometimes twice on a good week shall i put those headphones in after this fucking movie so now we're getting to the end of the episode. Um, can you share with our listeners where they can find you and a little bit about your podcast? Um, so my podcast is called Get Ugly With Me. Um, I just started it and it's more about like creating a safe space for everyone, validating everyone's experience and just getting really ugly with how we're feeling and the emotions that we're going through and um get really ugly with the self-love journey right because everyone's self-love journey looks different and that's okay and i think we need to normalize that and so um yeah you can find me on spotify get ugly with me um again my name is miley yang that's me thanks for coming to our podcast like this is so much fun yeah. chatting i have fun on yeah. and off recording <laughs> yeah we talked a lot of shit yes <laughs> no i'm <just> kidding <laughs> But, like, yeah, it was just so nice to talk. Like, Toy and I have these conversations a lot, but it was just so nice to, like, hear your insight. And you, I feel like we didn't really get to talk about you a lot. I know. I when, you, when you went to the bathroom, I'm like, I feel like my lady didn't really talk. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about me. But I do have, like, a question for you guys. I know I'm doing this again, but I do have a question for you guys. Um what are the uglies that you find beautiful now in yourselves? Like Charlotte, what, what do you find? What are your uglies that you find beautiful now? I think um, my emotions, like I always wonder, like, why did the universe give me all these big emotions when I feel like I can't hold them uh-huh. or when I feel like no one understands them? And I don't even understand them a lot of the times. But now I'm seeing that it really helps me connect with myself and what I'm feeling um and also that i don't have to continue holding them like you said like i can feel it and release it yeah we're like that feels so beautiful to be able to do where like we all know that people have such a hard time just feeling it or even naming what they're feeling but i feel like i've always been able to be like this is how i feel yes and it's just like waiting for someone to be like that's okay and now i can be that person who's like that's okay girl oh i love you can that feel it. yeah Thank you for sharing that. Thanks for asking. Yes. Tony. <laughs> you're you're going to answer this. I know. Okay. I, I will add okay. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean. What do you? What did you find ugly that now that you find beautiful? I think one of the, the ugly things that I find beautiful now is just being, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to bite off what Charlie said, but really, like, is just sitting with my emotions. Mm-hmm. And not doing anything. Yeah, that's huge. You know, like like that was that was hard for me to do because I was always trying to find a solution to how I'm feeling, and I just started feeling it. And then you know, it, sometimes it just the feeling comes and goes. It just it just goes, and sometimes you know it stays a little longer. And then that means I need to do more processing, more thinking about it. Um, but yeah, that was something that I wasn't comfortable with with doing because I I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to sit in my emotions. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was like, it was really ugly in the beginning because I was like, how the hell do you sit in your emotions? Because my mom is always racing about like, okay, how do I find this? How do I not be mad anymore? How do I not be sad anymore? Yeah. How, you know, how do I, how can I get back to being happy or like being like in like a, 
neutral state. Like a content yeah, space. Content, yeah, content space. So, yeah. That's hard, yeah. Sitting, in, sitting in your crap. Yeah, thanks. Well, about me, what do I find? What was ugly and I find beautiful now um, is myself. I don't give myself enough credit for being who I am and accepting me for me and letting you guys see me for who I am instead of putting on a, a facade or and then um, acting a certain way or or monetizing what I'm saying to you or trying to be someone for you to accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I find beautiful now is is me. I feel like you can really see that in your energy. Like when we got burgers, like our first time reconnecting, like, um, and we both like came in like after we're like, yeah, I was actually really nervous coming because I didn't know because we didn't, we don't really know each other. years. Yeah. I just think it's so amazing because like the way that you showed up gave me permission to show up too. And I feel like we were just so honest. Like we're in that booth for a long time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just talking about our shit. And I felt like, you create like this space for me to be seen and I feel like that was when I was practicing being myself Mm. so I really want to thank you for like doing that and I know you probably do that for a lot of people in your life so continue being you you know I really don't do that a lot like I you were also a test for me to be myself so thank you for creating that space for me too so to, to close off this episode thank you again Marley for coming on we really appreciate you uh, being here and just spilling your knowledge, spilling your your vulnerability with with your journey, the ugliness, the good, you know, and uh, just sharing this this space with us on and off the the, the record, um, and you know it's it's been wonderful to to get to know you, you know it's definitely a, a blessing to get to see somebody being true to themselves, you know, just like how we were talking about earlier, when you let your light shine, you unconsciously let, um, or you unconsciously give other people permission to do the same, so. Tony, yeah. yeah, that but then that that came from Coach Carter. Right, I just want to <laughs> okay. let, let people know okay. that credit right, people, right, yeah, right, I gotta get credit. But then I forget who the who the, the actual <laughs> poet author is. But yeah, that's one of the lines. And yeah, that yeah. was so sweet. Thank you. This moment just makes me so happy because like since we reconnected, I feel like I've been telling Tony like like. I love Miley. Like, mm-hmm. this is what Miley and I have been talking about. And then, like, when you and Lenny invited me over, and I'm like, I love Lenny, too. <laughs> like, you know, I'm always gushing yeah. about you guys. Like, I'm always, yeah. like, speaking so highly of you guys. Aww. And I really appreciate, like, you both being open to me. Because, like, Lenny makes me feel so seen, too, you know? <laughs> he just like you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you both, like, give each other. Like, I could totally see that you guys both create or you guys give each other permission to like just show up where it's like oh like i can show up too then you know mm-hmm. and like i know we both felt that when we had brunch with you guys too oh, thanks so, yeah. that really means a lot like you guys what the, your kind words like goes a long way like i don't i don't get enough of that and so it's nice to hear like face to face instead of being like written in a text or something so yeah thank you well thank you all for listening we hope you really enjoyed this episode um make sure you follow us to stay tuned with our next one and also make sure that you're following miley on her podcast as well and we'll chat with you next time peace bye